What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Bennett from Underground Sports Philadelphia. Outside the Box has become such a huge success, we're giving it its own podcast feed. You guys have come out in droves and made this thing such a huge project for us. It's unbelievable. So, Outside the Box is moving to its own individual podcast feed starting in October. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod to know when that pod feed goes live so you can subscribe there. You don't miss a single beat of what Herm and I are bringing. You don't miss any guests. And uh, you can always drop those five-star ratings and reviews to uh, pump the pod feed up and uh, make it an even bigger success as we head into year two of lacrosse coverage right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So yes, the month of October, outside the box, its own podcast feed. Get hype. We'll see you guys soon. Let's get into the episode. Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Just a kid from the neighborhood, we're our kids from the neighborhood. Take me back to 9 to 6, I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side, I fall asleep all oh, sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. After a little hiatus, we are back. It is the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, and as always, joined by the namesake of the show, Island High School football head coach, Dan Russo. How are you, coach? Been a little while, but we're back. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Not bad. Uh, A few things to uh, just catch up on. Obviously, a big win last week against Trenton Central. Um, You know, just take me through that game. You guys come out on top 20-12. to Uh, that long road trip that we, you know, previewed a few weeks ago as well. What kind of, you know, went right for you guys and how were you able to uh, come away with that win? Yeah, you know, it was a long trip. It's a far distance, but, uh, you know, our kids, it made the best of it and uh, it was a good road trip. We call them business trips. So (laughs) we took a business trip to Trenton and, uh, you know, hung in there and were able to pull the game out. they're very athletic. They had a lot of size. Um, they're coached well. So it was a tough game. Um, they just kept hanging in there, Trent. We couldn't put them away and came down to the you know last quarter. Unfortunately for us, we put out a win. And it helped us. Now, since the last time uh, we've done a show, you guys have made a change at quarterback. Tyreen Powell back at the quarterback position like he was to end last season. What kind of went into that decision, and what have you seen so far uh, since he's taken over for Ryan Shelton at the quarterback spot for you guys? Yeah, um, you know, it was a program decision. Everybody was on board, coaches, players, and uh, we discussed it. And, you know, we want to do what was best for the program. And it seemed like that was, uh, you know, what we all decided together as a as a team. So uh, he's been working hard, and 
he looks great out there. So, you know, we're looking to uh, get him, you know, plenty of reps to finish out our year and, uh, you know, win some football games. Now we talked about getting Tyree more involved uh, in the offense, and you could say that is one way to get him more involved. He's going to have the ball in his hands every single play now. Um, how does it kind of change the the way the offense runs, you know, a little bit different rendition than last season, obviously, but, you know, with Tyreen back at quarterback, does it change much for how you guys operate the offense or is it pretty much status quo? Yeah, I mean, we've we've tweaked some things with his skill set and, uh, you know, like I say, he's doing a great job. And then Ryan went to tight end. He's doing a great job. He's the strongest kid on the team. He's also playing linebacker. So, you know, it got us more depth at linebacker, you know, with Shelton and, uh, you know, it's helping the team. Main goal is, you know, to uh, win football games, and I feel like that's what puts us in the best position to win. Now with Ryan at tight end, is it more of a, a blocking scheme for him, or is it a little bit of a mixture with him also catching the ball? Yeah, it's a mixture. He can do both. He's he's very athletic. He's got really good hands, and like I said, he, he's the strongest kid on the team, so he gets us that edge block that we need. And a linebacker, he's just, you know, he's bringing it every down. He's a physical player. And, you know, how does that kind of change things on the defensive side of the ball, adding that depth at linebacker where now Ryan can give some guys some blows that are primarily offensive players and, um, you know, just seeing his physical strength being brought to that side of the defense? Yeah, you know, it brings, a, you know, toughness to the you know defense. You know, obviously they're already tough kids, but it brings additional toughness to the defense. And, um, you know, playing linebacker, you're like the quarterback of the defense. So he's out there, you know, giving the kids – you know, instruction and helping them to uh, make plays, so it's been a good fit. And then, uh, you know, just getting that 20-12 to 12 win over Trenton, kind of in a, a bounce back from that Timber Creek loss, how big was it for you guys to, you know, be able to put that game away, get off that losing skid, and now, you know, continue to look forward and try to put a winning streak together? Well, as you know, we've had some tough games, um, tough schedule, like we all know, but, um, you know, we don't win that game, we're we're in the hole and um you know put us in position to uh you know get into this week and prepare and get the kids motivated we had a good week of practice you know two and three is not is not where we want to be that's that's where we are so you know one and four would have been brutal so (laughs) i'm glad we're not one and four but uh you know we're working on you know, getting back to the win column. And uh, you know, like I said, we had a good week of practice. Kids were positive. An extra day of practice having a Saturday game, which I, which I kind of like. We've had uh, Saturday games back-to-back. And, um, you know, kids will be ready to go. And, uh, you know, how's everything on the injury front with guys? I know the last time uh, we had a show, there were a few injuries that were a little bit nagging. Uh, how's everybody on the health side of things heading into this weekend? Yeah, we get everybody back. Uh, Rep was out last week. You know, our center, and he's back, so that'll help. And uh, Ryan Williams is back. He got injured, I feel like, against Lenape. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a full week of practice. He looks great. And, uh, you know, we're back to uh, full strength, so it should help us. Now, you bring up the back-to-back Saturday games, and, you know, how much does that help in terms of preparation where it's not a shortened week now going into this game against St. Joe's? You kind of just get that same, you know, schedule that you get to work on where last week when you guys played uh you know Trenton you were going on that extra day now it's kind of that same schedule how much you know of a bonus is that for you where it's not a shortened week and you don't have to accelerate 
you know, your practice schedule, how you guys are breaking down film and all that stuff. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm more relaxed on a Friday. It's a long week for the kids. They have school all day. It's a long day. It's tough. In addition to that, right after school, they have to go to football practice. And uh, it's, it's a long day. It's a long week. And um, I actually like playing Saturdays. You know, you get a good uh, night of rest. You can relax. You know, I'm going to watch some high school games today on TV. It's kind of neat with all these games being uh, available mm-hmm. through streaming and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'll go home, relax, have dinner with the family, and uh, watch a game and relax and, and uh, get a fresh start in the morning. And I'll get these kids ready to go. Now, this game uh, is obviously homecoming. How much extra motivation is that for you guys, knowing that you're going to have, you know, a lot of people, whether it's current students, alumni, former players coming out potentially uh, for this homecoming game against one of your tougher opponents of the season? Well, yeah, it'll be an electric day. The, the town, you know, when we brought it back, this uh, format with the parade and having it on Saturday, it's like when I played at Vine, that's what our our community did at the time and we were able to bring that back you know when i first got the job it was kind of on friday nights and it was a rush yep. and a, rushing freezing through cold it. yeah and it just <laughs> i didn't like it so fortunately enough got some people on board and uh we were able to you know change it and it's it's been fun on saturdays and uh you know i don't say i a lot but i choose homecoming the opponent we did talk about that in the, and, uh, um, the preseason preview. You know, they're a good opponent. Um, we want to beat them. We're hoping that homecoming brings us extra motivation. I've told the kids I choose the opponent for homecoming, and uh, we're not ducking anybody. You know, our kids are going to play hard, and um, we're looking to go out there and compete. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the uh, – the challenge, and uh, like I said, we had a good week of practice. Um, our kids are laser focused, and we're going to go out there and play. They're going to play their hardest. Now, uh, we talked about this last year too, but I was part of the uh, the Miss Monogram Court, and man, do I wish it was on a Saturday afternoon my year because it was like forty degrees, freezing yeah. cold, a Friday night. So I even, you know, now as a member of the media, to appreciate the Saturday afternoon uh, yeah, switch, no doubt. but. Looking at this St. Joe's team, you know, they have one of the best players in South Jersey, in Jada Byers. Um, what's kind of the, the plan of attack to try to shut him down is that's kind of how they run their offense. Yeah, like I said, he's he's a dynamic player. Uh, you know, that offense revolves around him. He uh, He's the main – he's their main uh, skill player. So uh, it's hard to stop a, a player like that, but we're going to do our best, you know, to stop him and stop him and contain him and uh you know limit you know their uh offensive play so we're going to do our best give it our best shot coach smith has the defense you know ready to go and uh should be interesting now you talked about obviously this week having a, a good week of practice but what was the preparation like from you know monday to today you know as we record on friday to get ready for this game, not only, you know, just game plan wise, but also mentally, because, you know, we know how the mental game in football works and, you know, how you have to be, you know, at your best, not only, you know, preparation wise on the field, but also mentally when you're on the field. 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, we always get our usual work weekend. You know, we go, you know, film and lift, install, and then we'll go uh, full, full, and then uh, walk through. So that's kind of our you know, work week. We, we do our best to get the kids um, rested on the weekends. You know, obviously we had a Saturday game, so we didn't get the full two days, but they get a day and a half two days usually off so so they can heal and rest up and uh you know, get ready for the next week and then uh you know just looking at the way that i've been able to see this defense play this year they've been fast they've been physical uh how much of an advantage do you think that is knowing that the saint joe's offense is primarily one-dimensional it's very run heavy how does that you know match up with the speed and physicality that your defense brings to the field you know week in and week out yeah, you know they do they do run, but now obviously you know that's the what they like to do. But they also have been uh, passing a little more than usual, so we have to it's we have to be ready for both. But um, yeah, like I said, their main player, their main skill player is the is number three, and uh, you know we're gonna do our best to contain them. And uh, I'm hoping that our home fans and the Vineland community gives us that extra. Uh, push tomorrow we're hoping for a big crowd and uh you know the kids can feed off you know the community and our fans and all the excitement of homecoming and uh you know it should be an interesting day has knowing that they're going to be playing against st joe's added you know an extra motivational layer to you know the the work week that you guys have put in uh just with you know the history and you know somewhat of a rivalry that you guys have built up over the years with them uh, was that, you know, did you see any extra motivation in practice knowing, you know, who was on the slate this weekend? Well, yeah, you know, a lot of the problems the Vineland football program were having was losing, you know, their players. And that was uh, one school that infiltrated our town. And, uh, you know, it's not happening anymore, so... Um, I'm very proud of that. You know, the kids are buying in in town. They want to play for Vineland. We're doing our best. Obviously, they have kids from all over South Jersey. It's, you know, not the easiest game for us to compete with. But, you know, we've been close the last couple of years with them. And uh, we're knocking on the door. And, you know, our kids will be ready. I mean, I don't think they have any Vineland kids now that I know of. I mean... But like I said, they had infiltrated for years. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we've done a good job uh, promoting our brand and selling a vision and uh, trying to get this program back on track. You know, each year, you know, we try to up the ante and get a little bit better. And um, we're trying to be an elite program. You know, we're not there yet, but we're working hard to be one of those elite programs in South Jersey. So. You know, we're going to keep working hard and um, we're going to do our best to keep our own players here in town. And, you know, my opinion at this point, you know, if you live in Vineland and your son is a football player, there's no reason not to send him there. We're getting uh, the kids ready, not only on the field, but in the classroom, too. I, we work extremely hard doing our best, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kids over there, as you know, and. We do our best to keep them focused and on track in the classroom, which is number one. 
and then you know we try to get them you know maximize their uh their talent for them to become the best football player that they can be you know and sometimes you know works out they even get to play in college it's a small percentage of kids that can play at the next level but i feel like we've done a good job uh working with our players and letting them know at an early age you know what it takes to be a college football player and uh we even had one that made it to the nfl exactly. so we're very excited about you know where the program's going the direction and uh you know we're just going to try our best and do our best to keep it moving in the right direction and get better and you know you talk about the athletic the uh the academic side of things too when we do our alumni segment every week, the the number just continues to grow and grow. And we've been doing this show for two years now. And, you know, from last year where we were talking about maybe four guys, it, it nearly doubled this year. So that's just a testament to what you guys are able to do, not only on the field, but off the field as well. And getting the amount of guys that you have in your program to the next level. Um, you know, how much of a motivation is it for you and your coaching staff too, knowing that you have been able to retain so many kids from Vineland to come play football for you guys at their hometown school yeah that's the number one priority you know players win games coaches manage and that's the truth a team with the better players usually wins i mean obviously there's always an exception to the rule but players win games coaches manage and uh you know you need as many violent kids as you can get to buy into what you're doing and i and i think they are and uh i know they are I'm there in the trenches at the youth football games, and it's always nice to see them come up, and they know my name, and they want to say hello, and I obviously get to know their names, and, uh, you know, it's getting better. And you know, get back on some of the kids that are playing in college, the thing I'm most proud of is um, when they finish and get their college degree. You know, every time I talk to them, the, the main thing I try to tell them is finish. Just getting in. You know, isn't good enough. You got to right. finish, and you got to better yourself, and have a better life. And I tell them, the harder you work now, the better your life will be when you're older. And that's the truth. So hopefully, some of the things I say to them, they uh, they process <laughs> and uh, they listen to me. And you know, that's the number one thing too is is getting that degree because football's not always going to be there. You know, Jamil is one of the very few exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's been able to carry it on to the professional level. Football could end, you know, after one year of college. It could end after the four years you're there. But, um, you know, the the emphasis that Vineland has put on the the academic side of things, I think, is super important. And uh, it goes to show with, you know, the guys that are moving on to the next level and getting those those scholarships to go to college, I think, is a huge testament to the program. Yeah, I appreciate it. We have a good support staff there. We've got, you know, administrations on board and, uh, you know, guidance. You know, Lise Matricina is uh, excellent. She's uh, she's always fun up with the uh, my players and everything and keep me up to date. I, I never really had that before in the last two, three years. Mm-hmm. You know, Elise Matricina has uh, helped me tremendously and helped the students and helped them with all kinds of things. And you know, all their guidance counselors are great too, but Elise, you know, stands out because uh, we talk a lot. And uh, her sons go to Virginia Tech, and she loves Virginia Tech, so I think uh, she's real happy that Tyreen's going there. there. <laughs> so uh, 
hopefully we can uh, get to some games together and everything. But uh, like I said, it's a real good situation. You know, our athletic director's been great to us. He lets us do our job. He doesn't micromanage us or anything like that. He's, he does his best to hire the right people and lets them do the job. And that's all you can ask for, you know, with a boss. So uh, he's been real good to me and to the football team. And like I said, it's it's becoming more normal each year. That's the key word I like to use in my day-to-day is uh, normal. What normal? want a normal program, normal coaches, normal coworkers, no, normal players. You keep going down the list, and the key word is normal. So Doug trying, Peterson said it after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's the yeah, new norm. You, know, right. you want to establish that culture and establish, you know, what is supposed to be normal when it comes to, you know, student-athlete. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously kids make mistakes, and you're always going to have some uh, issues, but you do your best to uh, bounce back and you know, be resilient, and uh, hopefully they can learn from their mistakes and just keep moving forward, you know? Exactly. And, you know, looking ahead to uh, Saturday's matchup, what are some things that you guys as a coaching staff saw in practice this week that intrigued you that could stand out to, you know, fans coming out and to, uh, you know, just the, the South Jersey football scene that you guys could take advantage of in this matchup? Well, you know, obviously with football, you just have a game once a week, which is, you know, what the sport calls for. You can't be playing two games a week because of the contact. But, um, you know, getting back on the winning side of things, you know, the kids have a little extra uh, pep in there their step and uh everybody's feeling good about things and uh you know we're just going to build on that and hopefully we can continue winning some football games here and obviously we talked about homecoming and you know the fanfare that that brings but how much of an extra motivation would it be to get this win over you know essentially a, a rival um during the homecoming game that would not only be a win, but it would get you guys back to 500 and it would start that winning streak. Um, you know, how big of a catalyst would that be, you know, moving forward with uh, two regular season games left before the postseason? Yeah, it'd be huge. Um, I was telling the kids today, you know, you, you want to be a, you know, great team, you got to be teams like this. I mean, if not, you're just, you know, an average team or below average. You want to, people start talking about you. Uh, you got to win a game like this. I always tell them, you know, don't ever talk about yourself. If you're that good, other people talk about you, you know? So hopefully they buy into what we've been, you know, selling all week. And like I said, we had a good week of practice. We've got some really good kids, great kids, and uh, they're very talented. So hopefully, you know, we can put them in positions tomorrow to be successful and I'm hoping it all it works out for Vineland. How nice is it going to be to be back home now after uh you know two straight road games to get back mm-hmm. on that field and uh be back where you guys are familiar and, and most successful? Yeah, no doubt. You know, we have tremendous field and uh we're looking forward to getting back on it and uh you know, our kids are used to it and uh be an advantage for us. Would you say this game on Saturday is a litmus test for the the 2019 rendition of Violent High School football to kind of gauge where you guys are kind of at the midway point? 
Yeah, you know, we made some changes. Um, had some kids going both ways. It wasn't working out. We were uh, not doing so hot in the second half. So I feel like that was attributing uh, to that, having some linemen go both ways. It's just difficult to do. I know some schools do it. I mean, they're smaller schools. They don't have mm-hmm. as many players as we do. And, I mean, our kids could finish the game out. But when you're playing some of the teams we're playing and some of them are two platooning, they're – linemen I feel like we have to do the same because I felt like it was hurting us in the second half and uh, we've made those changes and we've made additional changes and uh you got to get the reps in so we got a lot of reps in this week and uh you know it's a long season so we're gonna keep working hard and we're gonna keep getting better um you know we have three games left including tomorrow and uh, actually four with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We have four. And then you're guaranteed now, you know, hopefully we're in the playoffs. But um, you're guaranteed two additional games right. now with the new format. So, you know, we're going to play 11 games no matter what. You know, so we're we got a lot of football left. Like you said, we're at the basically close to the midpoint. Um, you know, we're five games in with at least six left. So... You know, I tell the kids a lot of football left in this season, so just got to keep working hard. You know, play f- full four quarters, and uh, hopefully, good things will happen for us. And as we always do, we wrap things up with the alumni, uh, you know, roundup, and a lot of things uh, happened since the last time we recorded. Most notably, uh, Rutgers University moving on from their head coach. Uh, have you been able to talk to Isaiah and Naheem, kind of, you know, get their opinion and? Uh, how they're doing with the coaching change now? Yeah, I've texted both of them, and I've talked, spoke with Isaiah on the phone. You know, it's a tough thing. You know, Coach Ash is a good guy. He knows what he's doing. He's a great. He's a he's a great football coach. He's a defensive coordinator for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He's got. Uh, he was on Wisconsin staff. I mean, he knows football. It's just unfortunate. Um. Some of these Jersey kids didn't buy into it, and they're going everywhere but Rutgers at times. And uh, hopefully, you know, some of these kids can start looking at Rutgers. They've under Coach Ash, they've improved their facilities. He he led the way and led the charge with that new locker room, new practice fields. Um, they're getting more like a Big Ten school. I think they're getting some of the other sports out of uh, the Hale Center there and getting them their own facilities. Because you know, I go I've been all over the place and. You know, when you have that many kids, over 100 kids on your roster, you really shouldn't be sharing facilities with anybody right. else. You need to have your own area. And I think they're that's for they're, any sport. They're starting, yeah. So they're getting the other sports their own facilities, um, and it's just a better situation. So I think they're going to keep improving their program. I mean, they're going to start getting some of that revenue more from the Big Ten. So you know, like I said, I got mixed feelings about it, Coach Ash. You know. He's down the Vineland. He was real good to me, real good to my players, and really good to the Vineland football program. I look forward to see where he lands next, and I'm going to keep a good relationship with him. And uh, he'll he'll definitely uh, land a job if he mm-hmm. when he's ready. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to keeping that relationship, and also looking forward to, I guess, a new beginning for my guys that are at Rutgers, and uh, hopefully they can fix things and uh be a little more competitive and uh 
just tough with that schedule they have too. They got a real tough schedule, as you know. So, and then uh, obviously everybody else playing. Noah, uh, we got Otis, we got Ecker, we got everybody else all over the place. How how's uh, everybody else doing in the past couple of weeks? Yeah, they're all doing week? great. I know was out. He's injured, and uh, he's trying to get healthy to get back on the field. I know DeAndre. Tol Kennedy's doing a great job at Montclair. Yeah. He seems to be getting some playing time. And, you know, Otis and Shane are doing great at Alvernia. I think Mike's trying to get back to 100% mm-hmm. with his health. I'm going to try to get to see the Blakeleys. i got to check the schedule. And I was going to go see them play Weiner, but Rob was injured. So I want to make sure I get to a game where he's actually playing. So, yeah, they're doing great. And we know Jamil was playing in some games. I yeah. think uh, the Past other lineman games, yeah. maybe was back in at the last yeah. game. But he's the next man in, so mm-hmm. he'll. You see him all over the Rams social media. Yeah, all over the place, and they've got a big game coming up against the San Francisco 49ers, who are surprisingly undefeated. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be a big test for them. And who knows, we might see Jamil in that game as well in some of those heavy sets that yeah. uh, teams implement. So he's uh, he's thriving out in LA. Yeah, no doubt. He's only in his second year, and he's going to continue to get better. Just just the way he is, his work ethic, he'll. He'll do what's needed to uh, be successful. Exactly. And uh, as we all know, you guys are uh, getting set to take on St. Joe's 2 o'clock on Saturday for homecoming. Do we have any of the players in the uh, the homecoming court this year? No. Nah. No, nah, they're not. I know in years past we've had yeah. a couple, but uh, not this year. Not this year. But we had a great day today. Um, Miss Rivera did a great job. She's our assistant uh, principal. Mm-hmm. At Violent High School with the um, pep rally. Um, Eileen Bosco, the band director, did a great job with the band. And Coach Wilson and Coach Broom, the cheerleading coaches, they've done a fantastic job. The cheerleaders are unbelievable, They're and as, as well as the band. So it was awesome. Um, all the sports got recognized. Um, you know, our principal, Mrs. DeMarchi, she's on board with all the, you know, programs and um you know, obviously, like I mentioned, Donnie Robbins, our ID, he was there as well. It was it was a great uh, it was a great day today. The kids had a great time. They got to wear their um, athletic uniforms to school, and uh, there was a buzz all day about the pep rally, and uh, it was exciting. You know, the band got to play, and then uh, you know the cheerleaders did a great job, and you know Luciano kid that's the rooster, he did a great job. He's rowdy rooster this There's year. There's always so somebody with that that quirky yeah. uh, you know personality inside yeah. that rooster costume. Yeah, he's he's all over the place, but um, everybody did a great job. It was it's fun to see. You know, kids are kids, and every now and then they like a break too from the academics and their daily routine. And you know, the pep rally was awesome. So it was a good stay. Had a homecoming dance last Saturday, which was I heard was great. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see the, uh, school spirit coming back and, uh, hopefully it continues to grow. Yeah. And hopefully it, uh, it flows into the stands at Catone stadium on Saturday afternoon as you guys take on St. Joe's and look to get back to 500 and get a big win under your belts, uh, at the halfway point. But we will, uh, our main show for underground sports, Philadelphia will be live from the Catone stadium press box. Myself and Matt will be there. Uh, before the game and then we will be there at the game giving you guys all the coverage you need so make sure you follow us on twitter at underground phi and uh, follow violent football on twitter at violent fb and you guys make sure you are subscribed to us on apple Podcasts. leave those five star ratings and reviews and you can now follow us on spotify google play soundcloud stitcher 
and all of the Underground Sports Philadelphia uh, podcast feed shows, including the Dan Russo Show, are now followable and streamable on iHeartRadio. So uh, make sure you follow us on there as well. And we will be back next week, hopefully talking about a big win over a big rival for Violent High School football. No doubt. Um, like I said, our kids worked extremely hard this week, coaches included. And um, I want to put them in a, s- a situation like this where they're going to be challenged, and uh, hopefully they respond to this challenge and uh, they they play hard tomorrow for us. It's going to be a good one. So if you have a chance, make sure you get to Gatone Stadium. Otherwise, follow along with us on Twitter. But uh, until next week, this has been another edition of the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Coach, I'm Kyle, and we are signing off. from the neighborhood where our kids from a neighborhood take me back to 96 i fall asleep with the radio on i'll be ready come the daylight i woke up saying it's about